we are recording. Um, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the in-flight lounge. This is a surprise. I know. I'm surprised. Are it's you been surprised? a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Let me pull up Station 5. I'm going to see if the website's still running as it is, huh? Um, it's It has been, and I quote, six months. It's been a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of work there, actually. You know, we both we both had a lot of things that happened. That's true. That's true. My unemployment reached a new level, and thusly, I had to work for my money. <laughs> and, and I uh, I reached a new level where I, I got full-time, and I ended up having to work 12 hours a day um, just to keep above baseline. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And... Um, yeah, Locke has been really busy as well, uh, so he hasn't been able to write anything, and, and we all just kind of were like, look, we're going to put this on hold just for a hot minute, and then a couple months pass by. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so many months. Um, but yeah, we were just, we were sitting here tonight, and we were just kind of like chatting about all the games that we've managed to pick up during quarantine, because yay, COVID-19 and all that that you can never stop hearing about. Um, and we were just like, why aren't we recording this? We should be recording this. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. Um, so, yes. Welcome, everyone. Um, now that we've started this, I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> we, were talking about <laughs> we were talking about the games that we've been playing this week. So, do you want yeah. me to start with something I've picked up? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. So, I've been... Um, uh, listening to a lot of podcasts because you're in the middle of quarantine and that led to a lot of space uh games because i've been listening to wolf 359 if you guys haven't heard about it go check it out it's a really good podcast you know subtle plug here <laughs> but effectively <laughs> i picked up a game called still there which is about you as a uh, an astronaut on the ends of the earth trying to uh, deal with your grief and loss of um family member and sort of the coping with the unknown void uh as you're depressed and going about your daily um daily chores of keeping the station running um and it's kind of terrifying it sounds <laughs> terrifying be, well yeah just imagine being out in the middle of the void there's no one for miles you're on the edge of space uh and that's very much like how a lot of us are feeling right now i think without being able to really get in touch with people as much as we'd like. I guess I mean, so. Yeah, like, I mean, when was the last time you saw someone in person that wasn't in your immediate household? Uh, that you, like, knew, right? Well, considering that we're allowed to go to the shops, uh, every now and then I've been going to visit Kaz. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, that was, like, what, the other day? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone in... Uh, maybe about like I haven't seen anyone since like the, the when did we go into it? about tail end of March? Yeah. So I haven't seen anyone in like a month. Somewhere around the twenty third of March, I think it was. Yeah, we're now on the twenty eighth of uh, April. We are. Yeah. So wait to yeah, wait them. to date this recording. Yep. So <laughs> that we can put it out three weeks later and still not have it all edited. Got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'll be my fault. <laughs> oh, well. um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anyone in a month, so uh, I, 
I feel very much like that. <laughs> so that was my kind of way of coping with it because we've got all that sale on. I'm like, oh, gonna go buy some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the so thing that I... the thing that I picked up most recently that I really enjoyed um, from more than anything an emotional perspective. Okay. Um, is called. Hang on a second. Uh, Assemble with care. Um, I can only describe it really as a graphic novel with um, like some puzzle elements. Okay. Um, what kind of puzzle elements? So, uh, well, assembly, disassembly, and fixing. You take on the role of um, a woman who has basically run away from home against her, her parents' wishes, um, traveling the world, but she's a handy woman. So she fixes all kinds of bits and bobs, everything from like uh, like an old cassette tape deck to uh, what I can only describe as a Game Boy Advanced SP ripoff. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there um, we go. We're going but, back to retro. <laughs> yes, uh, the but the uh, the puzzle part of it is a part of the story. You are given a thing to fix that has. Uh, some narrative attached to it um there is a young girl character and then there are a pair of like adult sisters and you go between the three of them fixing things uh and over the course of that they reveal their stories and how they are all interconnected um but you also reveal your own your main character's uh story and like it, it really hit me in the feels. I had a bit of a cry actually. Oh, jeez! <laughs> now I, oh, I've got to look into that. That sounds interesting. Honestly, very, very, very good game. Um, oh, so excellent. it's by uh, Us Two Games. Okay. Um, and I bought it at the time. I yeah, I bought it at full price, which is eleven dollars fifty Australian. Oh, that's that's actually not too bad. Yeah, the price. yeah. And I got a good like nearly two hours out of it oh it's not it's not a very long one but it's an impactful yeah. one um and it well, just it really sat with me and still has actually i specifically yeah. made me reach out to my parents a little bit more in this time of isolation makes you feel a bit like the um the firewatch sort of isolation or um no not that's exactly that's the closest thing i could yeah. Well, Fire Firewatch very much has that thriller overtone. Uh, okay. It's certainly not an undertone; it's an overtone. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Assemble with Care is is very, um, I guess, impassioned and very much about bringing feelings and conflict to a forefront and talking those things out with the people that you love. Those are very difficult subjects to bring to a forefront, not gonna lie. Oh, yes, and let me let me tell you, through its art style, which is wonderfully, um, it's almost impressionist in its, in its actual execution. It's just, it's been an absolutely beautiful game, and I would highly recommend it to anybody who is seeking a bit more of a story Journey. and connection to oh, okay. to a game like all of those characters felt very much alive 
Like, I got to know them by the end of the two hours. Um, and all wonderfully voice acted as well. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good, actually. Considering how often those can be a bit... They, they sometimes just don't hit the right notes. For a game to be able to do that, that's very impactful, especially for that price. Mm, sometimes like, they can um, be a bit naff. Yeah, like, um, I know, uh, Gin and Tonic was one that I really, Grim and Tonic, sorry, was one that I ended up getting, and that was, um, it was a bit on the expensive side. Mm. Um, and, and because it wasn't all together, it didn't hit all those notes, but it was starting to, whereas for being, like, half that price and ready to bounce out the door, that's really good. Oh, that's yes. something I'm gonna have to look into. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Speaking of um of good games, but not necessarily on the narrative side, more on that pulling your hair out side of things. <laughs> um, I got into Nowhere Profit by uh by Shark Bomb Studio, right? Yeah. And it was pu- published by No More Ro- uh, Robots. And Nowhere Profit is a game about uh, surviving against all odds through the desert, trying to chase a mechanical uh, god's wishes. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, uh, it, the Hearthstone FTL um, Slay the Spire uh, game that I didn't know I needed. Honestly, but... it, it does feel like a hodgepodge of things. Oh, it, it so is, but it's like hodgepodge of things that works for some mystical reason. Like... Mm. It feels, because of the way that it's so hodgepodge, it feels like this living, breathing world that you're actually trying to survive in and dealing with scenarios as if you were actually there. Now, the actual combat itself is a bit uh, unique in the fact that you have to kind of manage your decks in the way that, like, they have to be the perfect size. Because if they're too short, you take damage, but if they're too big, you can't find anything you need. Um, And if a character takes damage, they can die from that. Yes, so every can. time you're you're playing with a, a card that can just like disappear by the end of the the encounter, it's terrifying. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I I'm not sure how I actually feel about this game. Um, yeah, it just feels like a combination of too many mechanics that we have seen before. Yeah, that have and... been done very well before. So, like, yeah, and... to me, putting those all together, it has to be executed so well with, like, almost zero flaws, you know? And it, and it just doesn't seem to me that um, Nowhere Project really has the the oomph to get that. I, I know what you mean by that, because it can seem like, because of all the different mechanics, that it's not really its own game. And it, it's like a nice way to get a spread of the whole set to some degree. I haven't played Hearthstone, so that's kind of my, like, this is why this game is unique to me sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel that the whole unique mechanics pulled together with the survival aspects, and then also the art style is what really does it for me, kind of pulls this world together as much as it's a hodgepodge. Because mm. I feel like they, they don't necessarily do these things outstanding, but they do each department well enough that I can kind of, like don't notice it as this is FTL. Like, don't notice it as this yeah. is Hearthstone or this yeah. is, you know, yeah. I notice this as this is Nowhere Profit and it does all these things in well enough tandem together and has a really good environment that yeah. it doesn't feel that way. A bit like how Shadowrun Hong Kong 
uh, is an XCOM, even though they use the same uh, combat well, it's the mechanic. same like base mechanic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can see why there's a hesitation on looking into that because of how much knowledge you have on all those different genres. Because I had that yeah. too looking at it. Yeah. Well, well, yes. Absolutely. Um, mm. And it's it's good to know that they uh, have been able to integrate all of those mechanics together. Uh, it, it seems quite nicely. Um, yeah, I I was genuinely surprised with this game because I actually thought I was going to play it for about an hour and return it. <laughs> Cough. <Fair. laughs> but I took a chance. Uh, it it is on sale, so it was it was nice. Um, and now I play a, a decent run of it for an hour when I get a chance and just kind of enjoy it. And I've done four hours, unlocked a new character so far, so mm, mm. yeah, I'll, I'll play it in my off time because I don't have those games to play anymore. You know, I, I, I don't. I've gotten to the end of Slay the Spire. I've gotten to the end of FTL. Yes. Yeah. Nice romance of the things I miss. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, speaking of things that I miss. Oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna be an adventure. <laughs> well, not really. You remember Zoo Tycoon? Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought Planet Zoo. Mm. Oh dear God. And oh boy, if I delve deep. <laughs> Have you placed each individual book? Uh, sorry, each individual bush and harp back can, to our first episode. You can only place each individual bush. Oh dear God! I made a whole entrance garden with hedges. Um, look, um, I don't know if you've caught. I, I don't think you've caught COVID nineteen, but I'm starting to have my doubts. And uh, peacocks. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. No. Like. How would I? driven me nuts no how it's so relaxing and wonderful just to sit down you and, and i go, i'm gonna put a bush very... here i'm gonna put a bush here i'm gonna put a bush <laughs> here oh that's a nice place for a tree you have to remember you and me have very very different definitions of the word relaxing video game right? you... your relaxing is placing bushes my relaxing is shooting things in high stress environments while trying to save half the team <laughs> i would argue <laughs> like, that's my that relaxing. your relaxing video game is what most people call a uh, heart attack waiting to happen <laughs> Some kind of John Wick. <laughs> I killed my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I don't know, but you know, well, there, there have been. If it's Deep Rock Galactic and you've got that, um, I can have a pet perk. Ooh, <laughs> they might have killed your dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Steve. <laughs> Actually, they nerfed the hell out of him too. Now that that dog could definitely die. Did you see today's uh, hotfix? No, I have not. For those of you who don't know, we have been playing way too much, and I mean way too much. I'm talking like 200 hours. <laughs> too um, much. Hang on. Let together. me let me just uh, pull up my uh, 71 hours. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, okay, maybe I've played a bit more than that. <laughs> um, we've been playing a lot of that in quarantine, because obviously it's a nice game that everyone can jump on and play and try not to kill each other with. He says a nice game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let, let, let's step back two seconds. When we consider the RNG is terrifyingly annoying, yeah, maybe not so much nice, and not so much nice with everyone who has friendly fire. <laughs> Nukes. I mean, um. I, I took all of the perks that are relevant to reduce the friendly fire. He still dies. All the time. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. <laughs> because we're less, terrible at shooting. <laughs> less than I used to, though. And this that's only true. because, oftentimes, in order for me to shoot things, I need to get in front of other people. Or they walk behind me and carry on shooting. Or someone happened to give me AoE weapons. I don't know whose idea that was. That's the worst. You need to <laughs> specifically be single target DPS. <laughs> <laughs> from all games from now on, I'm not allowed to be AoE, AOE focused. Never. All games, all games that have an AoE, you are not allowed. Or friendly does fire. That, does that include uh, killing floor? Because I've got AoE in that game, and that's healing AoE. Um. See, this is why I'm usually the healer on the team. Okay. Anything with AoE DPS? No. Damn it. <laughs> Healing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel I feel like the only reason that I'm the medic in every game is because everyone just can't trust me to to be responsible. <laughs> that would be somewhat correct. Oh. I said somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we're on the subject now. Do we want to talk about the the shit show that has been our life with this game? Uh, yeah, go on then. All right. Okay. So, Aaron here, yeah, <laughs> my my lovely lovely friend, uh, turned around to me one day and said, "Lewis, you've got a computer, don't you?" I said, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> And Aaron then proceeded to say to me some words that uh, I never thought I would regret hearing, which is, do you want to play Deep Rock Galactic? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> to which at the time, I responded, yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Do you want to tell them what Deep regrets? Rock Galactic is? <laughs> Deep Rock Galactic has the best combination of things I'd ever hear on paper. It's like Dwarf Fortress had a kid with a DPS weapon and decided to name it Beers and Drinks. I don't know. But basically, it, it is dwarves, guns, mining, um, aliens, and alcohol. I mean, what more could you ask for, honestly? And it's a class based system with four unique classes. Unique. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, and basically, we've enjoyed, to some extent, playing this game with each other uh, in mass sessions of like four to five hours, because there's nothing to do. Um, the problems lie, though, in the ever-present Skinner box. <gasps> yep. Now, I've had a lot of experience with this system, so I could rant for ages. He's got more Although, than <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've played twice your amount of hours, right? 
but because I was playing this originally on my own. Yeah. But I feel like Lewis could encapsulate very much his progression with the system because he's at that peak now where the game is frustrating and he's kind of done that whole peak with us. So he would probably be better at describing that peak, whereas I've been at this peak for way too long and I could rant and rant and rant. So how about you take it away on this fact? <laughs> um, Alright, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll start at the beginning, right? So you start the game, you're a, a level zero green beard. Oh, the green beards. <laughs> oh, the green beards. You've got nothing, you've unlocked nothing, you've never done a mission before. Right? You start Make doing missions. Make the mistake missions. of playing with me. You <laughs> do, the, um, do the rounds on all the biomes, you do every kind of mission, you begin to unlock new weapons and new upgrades for yourself. Um, which we will also talk about later. Yeah. Because that's a whole other thing. Not, not to mention the progression to get to that you point, then, which is a whole other thing too. Uh, do your first promotion, which is a wonderful and happy occasion that you cannot do with your friends because it's not multiplayer supported. Which is weird, because the rest of this game is multiplayer-supported, but leveling up is not. Sorry. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> um, you then, uh, after your first promotion, uh, are able to go and do deep dives to unlock cores. You are then able to um, do uh, machine events within levels, which will reward you, one, with extra XP, uh, two... Uh, can let you put something onto one of your blank cores that you have obtained from uh, said deep dive. And, and cores um, are cores are basically uh, unique power ups that you can equip to your weapons. Yep. Uh, that change the fundamentals of how they work. So if you had a rocket launcher that you fired one projectile, it was a small bomb. Uh, adding another one might make it a nuclear sized bomb, but reduce the amount of them that you have. Yes. Uh, and create effects. Yes. Yeah. So those sorts of things. And now let me tell you, my issue with the game starts here. Yeah, that progression itself has its bits and bobs that can kind of be forgiven, like the frustration of having to do 10 specific missions in order, regardless of what other missions you've done before you can start unlocking weapons. Yeah. Uh, and how much that progression is to get to those weapons can be a bit frustrating with friends. Yep. It's not as bad. Yep. Especially if you happen to be buffed into situations you're probably not equipped to deal with. Uh, because you play with me. And <laughs> I happen to play on very hard difficulties because I'm He's insane. the worst. Um, and so sometimes Lewis will be like, my gun does nothing. And I go, oops, I gotta take the difficulty down another step. Yes. Let's just get through this mission so they can give you a few million XP. So I've yes, boosted indeed. him a bit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So my, my, my problem with the game starts with um, the cause and the inherent RNG with um, getting getting blank cores filled up, right? So yeah. uh, chances are that you pick a class and you're going to stick with that class. Aaron, I know for you that is the engineer. Um, yep. 
for myself that is a scout. Each and do their own thing. Um, yep. and, 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 and that's that. But the problem with Deep Rock Galactic, and, and it's an inherent flaw that is not going to be fixed anytime soon, is no. that when you do a machine event and then you get the opportunity to put something onto a blank core, you get given three choices. Usually, those three choices are for a class that you don't play. Yep. So you have four classes. Statistically speaking, you have a one in three chance of an event coming along that allows you to get one of these rare upgrades. Now, this was all designed after that initial progression of the game is like the end game quarter so the numbers are a bit crap but you have a one in three chance of every mission of an event turning up and most of the time we'd see one event maybe after four hours of play and then you would put this core in and you've got a one in four chance of it not being for your class i am not sure what's with the rng in this game but i swear i probably see one core for my class every 25 cores. I have only ever, from, from a machine event, I have only ever I mean, I think I've uh, seen one. Yeah, that's that's insane. The fact that you've only seen one. And, like, there have been a lot of uh, like, extra updates uh, recently, after the last bigger update. Um, yeah. And, uh, Having to talk about that. <laughs> It, it just seems to me like um, every time they change something in the code elsewhere, it's somehow it uh, related to the RNG codes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, so what they've been doing is they've been adding new different events. So getting uh, pickaxe parts and paints and all these yeah. different things for your character to customize it but they're trying to make them inherently a little rare to give them the uniqueness of oh this is your specific character so everyone looks a bit different in the lobby and that's mainly because the characters are very same and interchangeable as very much as your same. unique classes you're not that unique in what you actually do at the end of the day you all have the ability to get to a high spot you all have the ability to get to a low spot you know because obviously they need to do balancing yeah but it means that if you've gotten to that point where you've unlocked all your guns and all your upgrades and you're playing with your friends, the incentive for you is to go across these missions and try and find things to upgrade your class further to get to the very unique end game that you can play once you get to that point. Mm -hmm. Problem is, is that if you're not getting the items you need for that, well, you're just sitting there running RNG into the ground. Absolutely. And that and is yeah. the problem the rng is so bad and so unhelpful that you can play for in excess of 200 hours like aaron and not see almost a single thing that is helpful for your class i have a grand total of four and that, that's right four cores for my current weapon set which I have four weapons i have one core for every weapon after 200 hours they're cores that actually do anything, let alone actually even provide a benefit. I think mm. I only have maybe one core that provides a very unique gameplay benefit, because not only are some of these cores duds that don't do anything, but they're also duds that, like, even hamper the weapon. Yep, yep. Things that just <laughs> are, like, 
yeah yeah they just don't do a single thing i got an smg upgrade that made my smg shoot faster but halved the ammunition so it was firing like 10 bullets yeah which is then no longer an smg yeah and it, it's not useful at that point either so it's a little bit like i spent all this time grinding and then didn't get an item i could even use exactly exactly yeah and, and this this system could be inherently fixed in a couple of different ways but unfortunately we had a bit of a sit down and talk with jackson who's been on some of our episodes before mm -hmm. and he talked about the fact that this this is specifically designed in order to push game time because they might not be confident in having the game run without it because then people wouldn't daily log in yeah suffers the whole wow scenario because if i could sit here and trade all my cores for things for my actual class then i wouldn't have as much incentive i mean i'd enjoy myself more okay but then there, the there, servers might die there has to be a balance there though right you yeah allow people to trade for the things that they want but only to a, a point right mm. because if well, you like if you hamper one, right? if you hamper uh your players that much surely that's less of an incentive to get online and want to push through i know certainly that's that's, that's why... what it's done for me yeah, I know that's why we haven't played Deep Rock Galactic for a little bit as mm. well, because we've just been so frustrated by that progression. Like Honestly, I kind of stopped caring a bit. Yeah, and I can't like, say a, a, a fair bit. And it's, it's bothered me very much, because it just comes down to poor game design, you know? And you've really enjoyed that game when it was going good as well. Like, oh, when when it we, was good, it was really good. When it gets yeah, frustrating, we it. it is so frustrating that I would like to throw my monitor out the window. And my question then becomes, how good is playing another class? Because I haven't done it, obviously, because I've been trying to level up this specific class. If I went yeah. back, I have cores for like every class that I could go through and, and give well, it a go, right? See, that's the but thing, then right? I'm not you playing could... the playstyle I want to. Yeah, you could move to another class, but yes, you are then compromising in terms of um, the, the, the gameplay style that you've come to expect from uh deep rock galactic you oh, and know? i start from square you do, one you do a specific <sighs> thing you start from square one but once you get to that promotion point mm. you've got all the cores in the world that you could ever want in saying that getting to that promotion point takes about 30 hours a bit longer yeah like I, i'm being generous here because i don't yeah. really remember the exact figure but it took a lot longer than it took me to to. about 40-ish to get to my first promotion. Yeah, I'm currently on my third, going for fourth soon, sort of thing, yeah. just because I'm, I have I'm about to do, to do. I'm about to do my second promotion. Yeah, and If I just, can be it, bothered to get on and play. Yeah, it you grinds know? to a halt. Oh, it really, um, it really, really does. Which sucks, because like, as I said, and, and Lewis, I said, when this game gets going, it gets going. I've had some amazing mm. times on this mm. game when you've got a but good team I don't know how to... you've got a good team oh. and it just it flows like a pickaxe through crystal yeah you remember that <laughs> 45 minute deep dive yeah oh god that was
or something. Originally, these deep dives take like two, three hours. We got through it in 45 minutes. For which it there is was... an achievement. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> we were, we were like, we all knew what we had to do, where we had to go, and what we had to do, and we just... Yeah. We all, we all done. knew our roles as well. Mm. And we were all efficient at knowing where our limits were. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you have, and it's also fun when you have a disjointed team. Uh, I mean, flamethrowers and, and machine guns and rockets all over the place. It's great. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, it's that middle ground and that Skinner Box focus that can really bring this game down because mm. every time I got a new core that really changed up my gameplay, I was invigorated and excited and I'd play for another oh, yeah. dozen hours. But yeah, absolutely. The, the, the worst part about it, I think, for me, is the excitement. Oh, I've got a core. Oh, I can do a thing. And then you go to it, and the level of disappointment is just <sighs> unreal. It is yeah, soul-crushing. And, and you haven't managed to get a specific one for your class yet, if I remember correctly. I have one. Yeah. But I got that through uh, weekly core uh, challenges. Uh rather yep. than from uh the machine events yeah which just is terrible i think i've got four cores sitting there yeah and even then out. even then that uh core that i have isn't that great yeah I it's thought, really I not that great bad one. it yeah. reduces the amount of ammunition i can carry um but when i reload it does a tiny little explosion, assuming that I can hit the aliens in their soft, squishy parts. And when you're a sniper. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I, I carry, uh, I guess, like a bolt-action rifle and um, a pair of machine pistols. Mm. Um, and it's and it's for the machine pistol that the, the okay. core is, is for. Which is great. Yeah. It's, it's very up close. Um... But that often happens because you just get swarmed. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult to get to the parts of the creature that are then, you know, the 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 weak spots, the critical yeah. hit parts, you know, for it then to be able to do that extra damage. And then when I'm playing with uh, you and two other people, that core ability is wasted because stuff just dies yeah and it might also just be because like before i get to reload you know if you happen to be next to them or next to your teammates what do you do then you're hitting them uh no the explosions don't friendly fire oh that's good that, that's yeah, a nice yeah. change no they're, they're they're um very small very small explosions yeah, all, all that of, all of my um, friendly just, fire. <laughs> like it just happens internally you know, the um, only way that you guys are getting friendly fired is is if you walk into my pathway, um, or I am flailing about wildly. Yeah. <laughs> or bouncing on top of a Praetorian. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> my uh, my traditional way to deal with um, massive monsters because I have a close combat shotgun as my character, uh, mm -hmm. is to rush them and bounce on top of them. <laughs> and uh, many of them have been uh, surprised to turn around and just see me bouncing off. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. It certainly is a sight to behold. Yeah, I think um, I think the way that the Skinner box is alleviated is by helping other people get to the point that we're at, almost. I mean, kind of, kind of, but you have to want to get other people into it. You have to want to get them to spend the money in the first place. And at this point, I, it seems like yeah. Uh, a silly Wasted thing effort. to do unless unless something changes with the core gameplay loop um like i'm i'm not going to recommend this game to other people you know especially like i'm not going to recommend it to newbies to try and get them onto our team you know yeah because it's just you've you've experienced the heartache of the end game uh, yeah exactly um but then like i have only been playing like fairly recently in the last couple of months um and so i i feel like this is a not necessarily a new problem but certainly a contemporary problem for the game i think it's in yeah. in its initial stages i can see that um it would have been yeah look at this end game stuff isn't this cool the rng was probably a little better at that time as well because there wasn't so much in the game yeah, whereas they keep adding more and more RNG and then they haven't spaced that out. So you yes. you have a unique thing happen every time, but because they don't want you to have too many unique things happen every time, they space out the RNG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I do feel that because every update they add a dozen new skins and then you have that same problem times a thousand because you're rolling on a table that could be absolutely anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like rolling a percentile on the trinkets table in the player's handbook for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Deck of many things. You maybe want three cards in that deck. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. De deck of many things makes more sense. <laughs> I thought it might absolutely trigger, but yeah. Um, I, okay, here's a thing that I'm going to say mm. on the record. The deck of many things is a bad game mechanic. Yeah, that's fair. It is Just for... Just a bit like Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> it is for DMs who are bored of their group. In yeah. my opinion. Um, and, like, don't at me. Nobody at me. But, um, it especially bothered me when Matt Mercer used it in his campaign. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because coming from somebody like that, uh, it legitimizes, um, bad gameplay, basically. Yeah, because In it, my it, opinion. it sort of, like, encourages it. Yeah, absolutely. Other people see, oh, Matt Mercer put that in his game, I'll put it in mine. What could go wrong? Mm. Mm. Deck, of, deck of Many Things is for lazy or bored DMs. Well, on the bright side of all of this, there have been some nice and interesting new games that have been able to take away from the the horrors and the heartache that has been my Deep Rock <laughs> Void. Um, I've been enjoying a lot of Cloudpunk recently, actually. Um, now, Cloudpunk is uh, one of these wonderful um, space trucking games. Uh, that we have played from time to time, Elite Dangerous and Sunless Sea and Sunless Skies being some of the, the immediate ones. Uh, Cloudpunk is a um, 
like a Han Solo taxi driver. Uh, <laughs> your job is effectively to deliver packages, uh, illicit packages, around a cyberpunk dystopian future. You really like dropping off contraband to people, don't you? I mean, there's something inherently fun about putting your foot to the floor and running away from things. <laughs> In a legal setting that doesn't involve me being behind my own car. Okay. <laughs> um, and there's that risk first reward uh, inherent gameplay that makes you want to have a mini heart attack every time you play it. Um, and I've been enjoying that Cyberpunk dystopian future because we're all kind of waiting on Cyberpunk 2077. I'm so here. excited for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited uh, my, for it. Definitely. And and I'm excited for it too because my one gripe with Cloudpunk is that it's repetitive <laughs> and kind of boring after yeah, a while. Yeah, I'm just looking at its Steam page now. Um Yeah. And it looks it looks beautiful. Oh yeah, it's it's beautifully created as this world it's such I really a, want to live in. It's such a nice render. Mm, not to and, mention and it's style. very organic in the way yeah. that it's um, portrayed, like the things you drop off to people and stuff like that. It's all very fun. Yeah. And it's all done in the cyberpunk, uh, like the cyberpunk dystopian future. But mm. yeah, it's it, it has its runtime. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that that would be... Um fun for much longer than maybe three or four hours i just needed something to to fill in uh a bit of time yeah, of where course. my brain was switched off you know what i mean you yeah. get different games for different reasons I know exactly and um what you mean. yeah and so that's been it's been okay to unwind too cool before we go though i will i will talk about the last game <laughs> that i have been enjoying before we we, we go on to play terraria and plug that in after this podcast um and that is death and taxes um <laughs> so those of you who don't know death and taxes is a nice uh death job game of all things uh where you get to play death and enjoy the day-to-day -day of middle management i never thought i'd play a sim game where i was excited to say that i think i need to see someone about that what do you reckon <laughs> I would recommend that you go and get a second opinion, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's a weird game in this, the, the fact that you are choosing on all these different factors who lives and who dies on each day and weighing up those pros and cons while also dealing with the fact that this is just kind of your regular mundane work life now. Yeah. How do you deal with that being so desensitized? Well, this is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to see the different endings play out. I, I'm going to be enjoying Ooh, the document do, that accompanies that. I do like a game with multiple endings. Yeah. And uh, you can get a bunch of different interesting trinkets for your desk. Uh, yeah. You start with a fidget spinner, of course, for some godforsaken reason, because obviously <laughs> you like to populate desks, because I work a desk job, with useless memorabilia that makes it feel like home. Call it what it is. It's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crap. But I like, I like my crap. This is my crap, and this is my crap that I decorated my desk with. I'm going to keep my fidget spinner. You can bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> 
you piss <laughs> off and I will have no nothing of it, thank you. You've been listening to the Station 5 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to be back with you very soon.